You're listening to the Red Wave Report, the number one rated Fresno State podcast, the official free podcast of TheBarkBoard.com. The thoughts and opinions are that of the show hosts and in no way reflect the thoughts and opinions of the university. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Red Wave Report. My name is Lucy. I'm your host of the show. Being joined by the publisher of the Bark Board, Mr. Jackson Moore. Jackson, how's everything going? Been a long bye week, don't you think? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been going well other than the, the lack of football. <laughs> We've only had four games in six weeks. And, uh, the last two weren't to the most terribly anticipated games on the schedule by any means, and uh, we still got another week before they get back to Bulldog Stadium, but finally, a big game against Air Force this weekend, uh, one that's really going to set the tone for conference play for the Bulldogs and give us a better idea of where this team is at. A 2-2, two two, there's a lot of questions still to be answered. Yeah, things are going to uh, they're gonna start to shake themselves out as we get going. I mean, it's been... It, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to for us to kind of get into a groove when when we're always seems like lately we're start stop start stop. <laughs> but now the bye weeks are behind us. There are no more for the rest of the season. Fresno State will now have to play out the rest of their season without a break at any point during the season, uh, which could work in their favor or could really hurt them later on by having all these buys really early in the season. Uh, I don't know, Jackson. You think that's gonna gonna kind of play into what's going on here this season? Um, well, there's some benefits and there's some drawbacks, of course. Uh, after the first two emotional losses, I think uh, by really helped them kind of settle down. At the same time, it felt like they kind of played down the competition a little bit when they came off of that bye week. But now, strategically, this bye week is big for the Bulldogs because Air Force is not an offense you want to prepare for in just one week. So to have two weeks was a big help for them. Uh, it was going to go a long way, I think. But uh, then we'll see if this team gets worn down at all as they get through November. We look at three tough games on the schedule at the end of the season. Uh, towards the end of the season, the beginning of November, uh, it's probably going to dictate this season. And we'll see if they're still healthy and ready to go for those ones. Yeah, so it's gonna it's going to uh, really we're really gonna see if this bye week really works uh, into their favor going into uh, Air Force. But before we start digging into that, you had mentioned to me before the podcast we've got a promo coming up for the Bark Board, and I want to make sure we hit that before we get digging into what's going on really with the episode. But what is the promo for the Bark Board that's going to be coming through here? Yeah, just hit the live button right now, and it's going to go all the way through Tuesday. But I encourage you, if you're listening, to get in on it before that Air Force game comes up. Just, uh, you don't want to make sure you miss out on it because it's a big one. We're offering, for any new members that want to become subscribers, you can get 60% off an annual subscription right now. And uh, it's only a limited time deal. It's going to run for a couple days. But... Again, there's no promo codes or nothing. You just sign up for your annual subscri- subscription, and you're going to get 60% off. That's uh, well, somewhere around 70 bucks worth of savings, I think. I mean, uh, it's going to be a, a big one. And, of course, this is really the time to get in on it with Mountain West football coming up. Uh, it's going to get you know really exciting here finally with the, the, the way the schedule is shaping up and, of course, recruiting coming through the next couple of months. I mean, the Bulldogs only have five commits, so this is going to be a really fun recruiting cycle the next couple of months. They've got a lot of work to do, and there's going to be a lot of action there. Of course, basketball season right around the corner as well. Uh, I've got a good 2,500-word report on the basketball team, which was part two of a two-part series with interviews and all that. 
Uh, so, I mean, a lot on the premium board, and this is, I mean, such a great value. You don't want to miss out on it. So, again, if you head to barkboard.com, you'll see it right on the front page. 60% off an annual subscription. Uh, that'll get you for the whole year, uh, 12 months for 60% off. Yeah, so basically you're, uh, you, you can get in for the whole year for right around, what, 40 bucks for yeah. the whole year? So it it sounds about right, right? So yeah, <laughs> close to you know, give or take a few. <laughs> uh, I I don't know the exact amount off my top of my head, but it's right around there, forty fifty bucks for the entire year. Yeah, forty two ninety six. There you go, forty two. See, I wasn't totally off. Forty two ninety six will get you in for the rest for at least a whole year. Uh, so it is a great value. Um, you know, yeah, great. it's only three fifty eight a month. Yeah, at that rate, so. I mean, that's less than a cup of coffee at Starbucks. <laughs> you can get your Fresno State Insider news all year long. Now, and remember that that goes to help uh, support the website, making sure that we can continue to bring all this content for you. Um, even for even the free stuff, you know, the free stuff that's on our website, we need to make sure that we're, we're getting the ability to continue to do that. And by doing that, we need premium subscribers as well. So if you haven't become one, uh, you know, you should give it a shot. Uh, you will not be disappointed. So sign up for a year at a discounted rate and, 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 you know, give it a shot and see what, what we're all about over at the bark board. But that being said, let's go ahead and dig into the episode. Now we're going to be, um, we're heading to Air Force. That's in Colorado, right, Jackson? Yeah, Colorado Springs. I don't know. For whatever reason, I kept thinking it was in Utah for some reason, but it's in Colorado Springs, and the Bulldogs will be headed into that game right now. Uh, as it stands, the Bulldogs are a three-point underdog, so they're going to be going in at Air Force. Uh, apparently, the Bulldogs have not shown enough uh, in these last few weeks to really you know, get the, the minds changed as far as uh, you know, how they perform and all this going into Air Force. And so Air Force, after having some solid performances this past season so far, one of those, by the way, was against Boise State, right, Jackson? So there is there is some speculation that Air Force is going to come in and really give a lot of trouble to the Bulldogs. So what's your thoughts on that, Jackson? Yeah, I mean, Fresno State coming in as an underdog, uh, something we're not really used to a whole lot in Mountain West play from the last couple seasons. Uh, but Air Force, uh, you know, they've had their moments. They beat Colorado in overtime. That was a borderline top 25 team at the time. Uh, they're 3-2 and two on the season. Uh, they, of course, they lost to Boise State, as you mentioned, but they put up a pretty good fight on the blue turf, fell 30-19. to 19. Uh, they took out San Jose State, uh, a Spartan team that's actually been playing pretty competitive football right now the last <laughs> couple of weeks. But uh, Air Force managed to win that one 41-24. Uh, last week they went on the road to Navy. They fell by nine. Pretty solid Navy team that's 3-1 and one on the year. Uh, things got pretty interesting in the fourth quarter, but Falcons came up short. So, I mean, they're a team that they're very efficient on defense. They've, that's been probably the biggest thing from Coach Tedford. He's been praising their defense all week long. And then, of course, offense. They attack you with this bizarre, old-school, yet exotic, triple-option <laughs> offense that they're willing to pass a little bit more out of this season with uh, Donald Hammond at quarterback. So. I hate that offense. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. They, I mean, they had to play from behind last week, but they did toss 25 passes. It looks like they'll throw maybe about 10 a game under usual circumstances. So a little bit different than the normal option offense that they run, but... Um, I mean, yeah, overall a solid team and 
we just don't quite know where this Fresno State team is right now. I mean, they played up to two Power Five programs. They played down to an FCS and, and a New Mexico State team. And um, you know, which which one of those teams are for real? It feels like the Bulldogs looked better in their two losses and their two wins in a lot of phases. But uh, this is their chance to prove what they're made of and get out to conference play with the one and zero record by chance. Now, there, it seems like the Bulldogs are back to some of their old ways prior to uh, Tedford, almost back to to Pat Hill era, where <laughs> they would really play up to you know these high level teams and then play down to these other teams. And it seems like deja vu all over again. That this this team is is sort of doing that this year. I, do you think they're going to be able to kind of break from that tradition out of that funk and really start to try uh, and take control of these games? I, I mean, they've they're going to have to do something because now we're starting to get into the meat and potatoes of this season against Mountain West opponents. Is that something that you think they have the capability of breaking free from that? I think so. I think a lot of it comes down to some of these younger players. Like I was talking to Q Woodley on the offensive line, and he's one of the guys that really admitted that, you know, as a young starter, he's only started a few games for the Bulldogs his first year in that role. Uh, that's something that he and a few other guys have had to learn over the, the last couple of weeks is that they can't play like that, play up to opponents, play down to opponents. And Coach Tedford has really preached that, of course, from the minute he got here that, uh, every game, the same approach. You know, if you're doing something extra this week, why weren't you doing it all season long? All, all those kinds of things. And so, from the coaching staff, they're not doing anything to support that kind of mentality that the team should be up and down. But you've got a lot of youth on this team that just haven't been ingrained in the culture and that, those kinds of roles quite yet. Uh, hopefully, the seniors and juniors on this team will be able to pull those guys out of there and and fix some of that. But you know, at the same time, you had a lot of freshmen and sophomores step up in that New Mexico State game. That could have been a lot closer had it not been for guys like Amoria Edwards, Jalen Cropper, Lavelle Bailey, Chris Coleman, Waylon Free. I mean, that's five underclassmen right there that I think were basically the difference in my mind of that game, finishing only by two touchdown spread. So, um, you know, this is uh, they're, they're going to come ready against Air Force, but the question is, are they good enough? Is the offensive line going to be good enough to let the Jorge Reyna and the rest of the offense do what they can is uh, the defense going to be prepared enough for this triple option offense and there's a legitimate threat here by the Falcons that it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out now you had mentioned that offensive line for the Bulldogs is that something that they've finally started to kind of make headway in it's been a work in progress all we all season long so far um, and you and I have both mentioned whatever they're doing is not working. They need to move some pieces around and see if, if that's going to work. Do they have enough of the pieces back now in order to make a, a, a tremendous change on the offensive line? Yeah, so that's been priority number one since the, the bye week because the New Mexico State game did not go very well for the offensive line, and that was a bit surprising because they played pretty solid against Sacramento State, uh, which was a, probably a better defense, frankly, than the Hornets. And the Bulldogs played pretty well on offense, but, they, of course, they couldn't capitalize on a lot of scoring opportunities. It wasn't necessarily the O-line's fault on a lot of those. Uh, but New Mexico State, it was just a, an ugly game. Uh, I mean, Jorge was getting hitting the backfield a lot the running game didn't get much going except for a cropper taking that sweet play around and picking up 100 plus yards on the day so 
especially the fourth quarter there where the Bulldogs didn't do much of anything on offense and it got a little, I mean, New Mexico State started creeping back into it there towards the, the end of it. Uh, the offensive line was really kind of pegged as the, the problem there. And, of course, they had to play that game without Natane Muti. Uh, it's been expressed from the coaches. They're hoping to get him back this week. I'd be a little bit surprised. Um, we've got a an in-depth feature from practice on the premium board uh, at barkboard.com right now. Another I mean, good 2,000-word or so report. We've got four interviews, two players, two coaches that really go in-depth and cover some of the more sensitive information and the personnel that I'm not necessarily going to spread uh, at this moment here. But they are definitely looking at some other options. Um, and some guys you could see uh, potentially getting into the role it would be Jace Fuamatu. He's a guy that sat out um, for this, uh, the season up until now. He's only a redshirt freshman, but he was expected to have a big role in this offensive line or at least compete for one. Uh, now that he's finally healthy, uh, there's a chance that he could potentially get a spot in that starting lineup. Uh, Nick Abs is a guy who started a few games for the Bulldogs last season. We haven't seen him yet this year, so he's definitely in the mix. And even potentially a true freshman that could be in there too. So uh, they're definitely exploring their options. It's mostly an interior line issue. Uh, that's where they're focusing on the most. And without Muti, it makes life difficult. But basically the message from the coaches that came out of practice for me was that you know, it's week five. It's, you can't have excuses on the O-line at this point. You should have things figured out. And uh, I mean, if the Bulldogs play the way they did towards the end of that New Mexico State game, it's going to be really hard to win this Air Force game. So they really have to have a solid performance from the O-line. And in my mind, everything else can kind of trickle down from there if that happens. Now, we, uh, you mentioned they, they kind of struggled uh, uh, towards the end of that New Mexico game, but uh, what really kept them in that game was uh, some play of some some players that we didn't expect, some underclassmen. Can we expect more of that coming into this game of uh, the underclassmen really getting involved, getting the touches to Jalen Cropper? Uh, because we all saw what he can do if he gets enough touches. Uh, Amorier Edwards, players like that who haven't had much time in the season so far, but could end up being a huge part of the season moving forward. Do you expect to see more of them uh, in these type of games? Uh, Edwards got the nod on the team's official death chart, at least, that he's going to start this one. Now, Coach Sedford was quick to shoot back that <laughs> don't pay too much attention to that death chart. But, I mean, obviously Edwards kind of filling in Chris Coleman's role uh, with Coleman moving to defense. So I, I'd expect to see a lot of Edwards this year. He was basically the top target against New Mexico State, and I don't think it was an accident or a fluke. I mean, he's really that good. He just hasn't been healthy to prove it. Uh, so as long as he's healthy, I expect a heavy dose of Amore Edwards. Uh, Cropper, it seems like every game they're at least getting him a few touches. Maybe that'll ramp up a little bit after that game at New Mexico State. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of young pieces, and it's interesting. What is this team going to be? Is it going to be guys like you know, Jared Rice and Josh Hokett and Juju Hughes, Michael Walker, all those seniors that are going to make this a title team? Or are we going to sit at the end of the year saying – you know, they weren't Mountain West champions, but there's a heck of a lot of talent in those young guys, and in a couple of years they'll be ready for a run. And hopefully they can bridge that gap and have a mix to where this team can be Mountain West title contenders while still having that young group that could be really special in a year or two. Now, the one, one of the groups that's really going to be tested for the Bulldogs is going to be that defense. It's it, They're facing an offense that you don't necessarily see very often 
And, and by the way, have I told you I really hate that often? Um, <laughs> that Air Force really brings to the table. Uh, it is something that is is hard. Well, for me, it's kind of hard to watch. I just don't like that type of setup. But not only is it hard for me to watch, it's also hard to defend against. Mm-hmm. It is a it is an offense that, by all means, I mean, if you are not disciplined on defense, you will struggle against that type of offense. And the Bulldogs by now should have seen this enough times because they play them in their conference. However, they haven't played them a whole lot in the last couple of years. Is this something that these Bulldogs are going to struggle with? Even though they got a a bye week to prepare for it, it still may not be enough, Jackson. I mean, are they ready for this? The bye week was huge. Uh, Talking to the coaches, They've installed some things even back in the spring or fall, so at some point in the offseason they would take a few minutes here and there to install the basics of what they have to play in this defense against Air Force. And they, But they didn't have to do as much knowing they were going to have a whole extra week to prepare for it going to the Air Force. So that was big. It saved them a lot of time in the fall camp, which was pretty valuable time for a young team. Uh, but I... I don't. It's hard to predict because the Bulldogs haven't seen this offense. The only thing they've seen that's close to it was Tedford's first season. They played New Mexico, who ran some triple option, but uh, it was out of the shotgun. And a lot of the Bulldog players and coaches bluntly told me that it's a lot easier to read the triple option when they're snapping it into the shotgun and you can see things develop back there. Uh, the Air Force is going to be under center. They're going to have a fullback that can dive and hit you before you know it. They'll hit you outside. They'll, they'll do a variety of different things and it's really about being you know, gap responsible and sticking to your assignment. If everyone does their individual job, they shouldn't give up many big plays. And again, it's hard to predict, but I would rather see this matchup that the Bulldogs are getting than say Hawaii. Because to me, while the defense statistically has not been as good as they have, or they were last year, which was hard to match, but I think they're a lot closer than the stats would suggest. Um, the offense has cost the defense a few scores on fumbles. There was a special teams touchdown. The Minnesota game should have gone a lot differently if uh, the Gophers don't score there at the very end and put 10 more points on the board in overtime. I, I'm really high on this defense, but the one thing that concerns me is that when they get in third and long, they get in passing situations, they seem to only want to rush three or four, and it doesn't seem to get much pressure on the quarterback and the quarterback seems to have enough time to find someone downfield, even if there's seven or eight guys playing defense. And that's just a mute point against Air Force. There's no scenario where that's going to happen in this game unless it's third and 30. The Bulldogs might drop eight back into coverage, and I don't see the Falcons with the passing game to take advantage of it. So while the Falcons' uh, triple option offense does present some threats, uh, it might be challenging for the Bulldogs, I think it is, at the end of the day, a better matchup than, say, if they were playing Hawaii this week. Uh, That's the kind of scheme that makes me the most nervous right now. Obviously, USC gave the Bulldogs some trouble with it. New Mexico State had some success in the the second half with a a spread passing attack in the Bulldogs' previous game. But uh, the Bulldogs have been pretty solid against the basic conventional running game between the tackles. Minnesota played did pretty poorly in yards per carry against the Bulldogs. And then Sacramento State only finished with like 12 rushing yards the whole game. And while Air Force is going to be a a much different animal, I do like the Bulldogs in the front seven and their schematics and defending the run. And uh, again, we kind of wait and see if someone breaks down and lets a big one go. We haven't seen much of that in the running game with this coaching staff or this team either. But 
I do like the matchup, and I think this is going to play well in the Bulldogs' favor. Yeah, it's going to be uh, you know it's going to be whether or not the Bulldogs can settle in, really get used to that type of offense coming through, um, and and uh, and being able to score enough points to uh, to keep them honest. If the Bulldogs can get out to a fast start on offense and score some points. Uh, and hold uh, Air Force, that'll get them out of their game plan that Air Force wants to do. Because at some point, you're going to need to pass if you're way behind. Uh, and Air Force is not exactly set up for the pass very often. <laughs> um, they do use it, but it's kind of more of, you know, uh, to just spring a play here and there every so often. Is that the game plan that the Bulldogs should be really concentrating on? You know, getting out fast on Air Force and forcing them to kind of change their game plan? Definitely. I think offensively they need to start fast because this is another one of those games where you look at, say, Minnesota twice. Uh, when UNLV came to Bulldog Stadium and, and beat Fresno State and to a certain extent some of those Boise State games as well, uh, Air Force is going to want to run the ball and they're going to want to control the clock. And we've seen when that happens, the Bulldogs get less possessions and they have a harder time getting into rhythm. And so if the Bulldogs, you know, the defense can be stopping Air Force, can be you know, the bend but don't break kind of defense where the Falcons are not scoring a ton of points, but they're moving the chains and they're getting a lot of time off the clock, that could spell trouble for the Bulldogs on offense. We've seen them struggle in those kinds of situations, uh, and you don't want this to be one of those, especially with an offensive line that has been very suspect to this point. I mean, we've seen this offense, they can get into good situations and then there's a breakdown where there's a sack or there's a, a running gate play that just blows up in the backfield and it really derails the drive and they just can't afford many of those in this game there's going to be a few enough touches as it is they can't afford to go three and out they can't afford to have penalties that derail drives because again they're not going to have that many opportunities assuming the falcons can move the ball and for fresno state if they start off fast that gives them a lot more insurance on the scoreboard and it also forces Air Force to do a little something different on offense as well. And, I mean, that's the recipe for a victory right there. But if not, it's going to be a grind. It's going to be probably a one-possession game either way. And we'll see if Fresno State is uh, poised enough to come out of there with a victory, if that's the case. Yeah, it's going to be – you know, it's it's really going to come down if this offense can can really get things together. This offensive line can give them time. Um, you know, if we can – if the Bulldogs can get out ahead early, uh, off to a big lead, then then it'll force Air Force to kind of change their game plan and make things a little bit more uh, in favor of the Bulldogs. Because then the Bulldogs can try and slow down the game, as then Air Force will try and speed the game up a little bit <laughs> because they're going to need to play some catch up. That's that's going to be their their real should be their game plan going into this one. Um, now the experts have this game coming down to less than three points. How does special teams going to figure into that one, Jackson? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's been kind of Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde a little bit those last couple of games. What do you see? What have you heard so far from the special teams right now? Yeah, I mean, the good thing is, is that it's been on the positive end of that spectrum, three games and really bad one game. So hopefully that was uh, kind of the blip there and it won't happen again. But again, yeah, this is a game that could very well come down to special teams, to the kicking game. Uh, I mean, Fresno State has had to kick 12 field goals in four games. It's one of the 
most in the nation in terms of field goal attempts per game, and they really need to cash in when they get into those opportunities with touchdowns rather than field goals. They're, I mean, that's going to cost them games if they have to do that, and even more so if they're missing those said field goals. Uh, on Air Force's side, you know, at least you're in elevation. That should help the Bulldogs uh, kicking up there at Air Force. Uh, they're a perfect 7-for-7 seven seven on the year with field goals, and that includes four from 40 to 49 yards. So you don't want to bet against Air Force in a kicking game, uh, to be short about it. Um, but the Bulldogs seem to be in pretty good shape too. So uh, t- turning field goals into touchdowns could be a big key in this one as well. Yeah, that's going to be uh, <laughs> it's going to be very important. Uh, Bulldogs can't have a repeat of uh, what is it, Sacramento State? That's when they decided that uh, they weren't going to make any field goals that that, <laughs> that day. Uh, whether it be a field goal or an extra point, they struggled on both of those. Yeah, um, that's something that really the Bulldogs are are, are going to have to rely heavily on their kicker uh, in this game to just keep keep things going. Because if you can. If you can go into Air Force's uh, end of the of the of the field uh, and come away with points every single time, that'll go a long way as to to keeping this uh, this game close uh, and and in position for the Bulldogs to win it. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a struggle. It's gonna be a slugfest, uh, uh, especially if you're not used to this type of offense. Trying to figure out how to stop it is an, a total <laughs> another monster about it. Um, but it can be done. Bulldogs have done it before in the past, especially here at Bulldog Stadium, uh, where they pretty much ran away with it the last time. I believe the last time Air Force was here at Bulldog Stadium, they kind of ran away with it, right, Jackson? Yeah, if they, I remember uh, correctly. Unfortunately, the last couple of times the Bulldogs played Air Force was those last two Tim DeRuiter years, which didn't go so oh, hot. Yeah. Um, the Bulldogs' last that. trip to Air Force was an ugly one. But in 2016, it's interesting because a couple of Bulldog defenders actually played in that game, uh, Juju Hughes being one of them. That was kind of his coming out party, even though the Bulldogs lost. I believe it was 31-21, and that was a bad season all around. But uh, at least Hughes had a good game and might have some uh, – some of the memory bank in there of what he needs to do against this option <laughs> offense. Now, um, uh, what what do you think we should expect from this game, this matchup heading into um, Colorado for Air Force? What should you, uh, we expect out of the Bulldogs heading into this game moving forward? Now, it's hard to tell. We've got a weird sample size to look back on. And <laughs> again, a, a bye week, a second bye week, but extra time where the Bulldogs are either going to come out looking a lot sharper or maybe even rusty by chance. I mean, Air Force has played five games already, and they've played some big ones the last couple of weeks. To, I mean, they're going to be in a rhythm. Um, you know, it's it's really hard to tell. And I look at this Fresno State team, and when I look at what they're capable of, I think they could certainly beat Air Force, whether it's home or away. But I'm not sure if they're there yet at this point of the season. Uh, I mean, the way they finished the New Mexico State game was really ugly. That's not a team that's good enough to win a Mountain West championship. Um, but they've had spurts over the last four games as well where they could be close to being 4-0 or be even be 4-0 with a few more plays their way. If, I mean, spurts where they look really good and really composed, and we just haven't seen it for 60 minutes. And more alarming, we've seen some really poor play in <laughs> parts, whether it be offensive line or kicking. You know, a lot of red alarms over the course of the Bulldogs' four games. But, you know, it's kind of a wait and see. You, you basically know what you're getting with Air Force. They've got a pretty tough defense. Statistically, they're doing pretty good. They're in a 3-4 set. Uh, Fresno State, 
or and of course with Air Force's offense, you know what you're getting with that option. Um, they're gonna probably stay somewhere in the twenty to thirty point range, keep it slow, but. You just don't know with Fresno State yet. If the offensive line shows up, I think everything else can fall into place. Uh, if Jorge Reynas running around for his life back there, it could be a, a bad one. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> if if that offensive line can give Jorge Reynas some time, uh, then they should be able to kind of really uh, give – Air Force some trouble and and basically uh, make it a game out of it, uh, pulling Air Force out of their type of play by just having forcing them to use the pass a little more than the run, uh, which could work in the Bulldogs' favor. So that's probably one of the keys to look for uh, is to see how the Bulldogs can react. And if if they can go down every time and score some points, that'll really go a long way into you know, putting pressure on Air Force, uh, making it a little bit easier for the Bulldogs to to possibly come away with the win on this one. Um, but that being said, Jackson, last week, you know, really hard to find the Bulldogs on TV. <laughs> Could not find them. You uh, literally either had to pay for a special channel or a special stream in order to see uh, the game. Why did they do that, Jackson? <laughs> really, I just want to kind of figure out why that happened that way and why the Bulldogs weren't on CBS like they're going to be this week. Yeah, so New Mexico State, it comes down to the home team in terms of where these the TV contracts go down, and New Mexico State is an independent. They don't have a conference TV deal where they're on ESPN and stuff like that. And basically the only deal they have is with that – company flow sports which is an online streaming service and so fresno state kind of was at the mercy of them Uh, i mean there could have been a situation where things where it got picked up somewhere else it sounds like you know the past couple years the bulldogs have gone to hawaii where they have a kind of a special deal with spectrum sports on the islands and occasionally the local fresno markets are able to pick that up and play the game but that just wasn't an option here at new mexico state uh, for this weekend, the Bulldogs will be on CBS Sports Network, which is a, an affiliate, a partner of ours at, at Barkboard and 24-7 Sports. And they'll be on there again the following week against UNLV. So uh, fortunately, by now you should be used to wherever CBS Sports Network is for you and your uh, cable or streaming service or whatever you've got. And it won't be too big of a challenge to, to watch the game and hopefully be out there at Bulldog Stadium for UNLV the following week. Now, since we had the bye week last week, uh, we're going to go ahead and and add a little bit, you know, more onto around the Mountain West, like we've been doing the last the last few podcasts because of lack of content. Jackson, <laughs> we, we got to try to fill up some of the time somewhere. Uh, but you know, looking around the Mountain West, what you have been able to see this past couple of weeks. You know, how are things kind of shaking out? What are you seeing? Are going to be some of the tougher teams? surprise teams dark horse teams or wow what happened to that team <laughs> what what do you see so far going on with the mountain west the big one this week is going to be hawaii at boise state uh, you know it's obviously very early but those two teams are at the top of their divisions uh boise state being number 14 in the country and hawaii at four and one on the year uh, i mean they come off of a 54 to 3 win at nevada uh, two weeks ago, they've had a bye week to get ready for the Broncos, which could make this game even more interesting. But the Rainbow Warriors, you know, other than going to Washington and getting beat pretty good out there, uh, they've been really good this season. They're 4-1. and one. 
they've got wins over Arizona and Oregon State out of the Pac-12. They've really been using that uh, the run and shoot offense that they run, and they've been slinging the ball around. They've really got it down pretty good. And so a, a primetime game against Boise State is really going to be interesting. Fresno State and Air Force, obviously another one, two of the upper half, obviously Mountain West teams. That's going to dictate a lot, uh, see what happens with that game. Uh, San Jose State, believe it or not, <laughs> going to Nevada. <laughs> uh, the, the Spartans are 3-2. and two. They have a winning record, and they've got a Nevada team that's really that, struggling right that, now. <laughs> that one still leaves me scratching my head on that one. <laughs> and uh, Nevada, uh, to throw another wrench into that one, they are going to be starting their quarterback, Malik Henry, who was a star on Last Chance U, and not for a lot of the good reasons. <laughs> he was one of those characters that uh, kind of rubbed people the wrong way a lot, and he was originally a four-star guy that went to Florida State. So his first real action for the Wolfpack, we'll see if uh, he leads them past the Spartans or if San Jose State gets out to a 4-2 and two record and 2-1 and one the Mountain West, then kind of have to start taking them seriously at that point if you're a team like Fresno State. Uh, and then another big one, too, at the end of the night, Wyoming going to San Diego State. Both of those teams are 4-1. and one. They've had some good wins. Uh, I mean, the, there's a lot of more quality in the Mountain West, but I think it's still pretty top-heavy uh, with Boise State being the clear team right now. We'll see if Fresno State can reestablish themselves there. Uh, if Utah State can come back around there, if Hawaii emerges, San Diego State might be one of those teams. It's still early, but uh, it's going to get interesting, and especially if Boise State gets knocked off, that might be uh, one to really watch uh, against Hawaii. I mean, yeah, Boise State right now is kind of running away with it a little bit, um, especially being ranked really high. Uh, but, you know, they do have – trouble with certain teams in that uh mountain division uh utah state gives them trouble uh every so often and uh and so does uh so does colorado state so i i mean it still could happen at some point um and we'll we'll keep an eye on that to see if boise you know bulldogs really need boise to lose a couple in in order to have a home game at a championship game here in fresno I don't see that happening, Jackson. Uh, you know, I, I do think maybe Boise can can stumble and lose one of those somewhere down the line. But losing two to give the Bulldogs a, a chance of hosting a Mountain West championship uh, doesn't seem likely. Uh, do you share that same sentiment? Yeah, and the one positive for Fresno State is if that if Boise State does beat Hawaii on Saturday, everyone in the West Division besides the Bulldogs, we'll see what happens with their game, but everyone else will have at least one conference loss. And that allows Fresno state to really still be in the driver's seat. If everyone has one loss before they play the Bulldogs and Fresno state can beat the, go through the West division like they have last season, uh, that puts everyone else at two losses. And so theoretically the Bulldogs could lose that air force. They could lose the Utah state and they could still be the outright West division champs at six and two. Um, so that is at least some positive. Uh, of course, if Fresno State loses the Air Force, regardless, they'll still control their own destiny, but um, they could have a, a little bit of a wiggle room as well. We've seen in past years that uh, you don't necessarily have to be ranked and nearly undefeated to win your division in this conference. Uh, the Bulldogs did it at 6-6 six and six back in 2014, so um, it could be a, a little more of a, an ugly West Division champ this year. Yeah, so that's... Uh... 
that's that is around the Mountain West in a nutshell. I mean, you got it from Jackson. His his overall thoughts on what's going on with the conference right now. Things can still change. Uh, it is very fluid at the moment. Um, some of the teams that we didn't even expect to make any noise this year, like San Jose, uh, are really starting to make some noise this year, uh, which you know doesn't bode well for Bulldogs heading to San Jose later on this season. Um, could be one of those uh, really interesting games, Jackson. Uh, kind of like uh, when Derek Carr and company came to town in San Jose, and uh, and really that one that one kind of turned everything upside down. But it is one of those matchups again that continue to be a rivalry, and that could could go either way. And uh, Fresno State has to head to San Jose this year, and it seems like they're kind of getting their stuff together this year. Um, but other than that, Jackson, any final thoughts before we call it a day on this one? Hey, you know, as I mentioned earlier, uh, basketball report on the premium board, uh, it's getting here <laughs> less than a month away from some basketball games. A uh, really interesting team with Fresno State this year. We broke it down on that, that report, but you know, a lot more size. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they implement it. It could be a, a pretty different looking team this season. Uh, we saw it was a lot of guard heavy play last year. Could be a lot of forward heavy play this season with all the height. And I'm very curious to see how seven foot two Asan Juf mix, mixes into all that. So, uh, a pretty interesting basketball team. And then, of course, as mentioned, don't miss out on that promo we've got going on 60% off if you join us as a, a new member for an annual subscription. Uh, again, that comes out to only a little over three bucks a month. Uh, you even get a seven-day trial to make sure you want to get in on that. So uh, don't miss out on it. It'll run through uh, this weekend, so don't miss out on the opportunity. Uh, we've got more subscribers than ever, and you can find out why if you join with this special deal. Now, if you if you guys didn't notice in Jackson's voice, he is excited for basketball this season. <laughs> he can't wait to see some of these big players, right, Jackson? Yeah, I mean... You've got Sanjuf, as I mentioned, a seven foot plus guy. You've got Chris Seeley, who at six eight is a, I mean, a highlight reel dunker and all that. Uh, Orlando Robinson grew a few inches since the Bulldogs got his commitment as a true freshman, and it looks like he's going to play quite a bit, running around at six foot ten or so. I mean, this is a real, more traditional <laughs> lineup than uh, a lot of the Bulldog teams over previous years have had to kind of go small they've had to adjust but this team has size and it may pay off in a year where they're going to move the three-point line back a little bit it might uh, pay off for fresno state to have more bigs than uh, less of the undersized guards back there but uh, they've got a couple uh, noah blackwell and new williams aren't the biggest guys and they're going to be the two of the leaders of that backcourt this season yeah so uh you know basketball season is just around the corner uh, of course, look for more coverage of basketball once it gets uh, rolling from the bark board, uh, as we'll be over at the games uh, giving you coverage. And at some point, we're going to be doing, we're going to be double dipping, right, Jackson? <laughs> Not only are we going to be doing football, but there's going to be nights where we're going to be doing basketball as well. So uh, there is like this overlap sometimes that happens that uh, really uh, it gets kind of interesting, to say the least. <laughs> Keeps us on our toes. But that being said, if you want to find Jackson, you can find him on Twitter at JacksonMoore247. You can find me on Twitter at RedWaveReport. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, just look for our Facebook page. Right now we're over 5,000 likes. 
uh, go over there and join the conversation with everyone else. Uh, and also, uh, if you want uh, or have time, go over to the Bark Board. Check it out. You will not be disappointed. And uh get all the latest news and content from there uh that being said i want to thank everyone for joining us and join us again next week as we continue the ongoing coverage of fresno state athletics